again sharing a few things that the Lord's put on the heart. And uh, we've been, uh, all this year, or most of it anyway, we've been hearing some things from the Lord, and we've talked about those uh, over several times, and each time that uh, Phil and I and John get together, we talk about these issues and what uh, what God's been saying. Even in our Wednesday morning meeting, um, we have discussed things that we've heard from the pulpit and, and this, that, and the other, and it's, it's been real good. There is a definite direction in all this, um, very clear. It's one that we don't feel like uh, we can let down, that we can ease up on. It's one that we feel like God is um, certainly setting up for us. And we can see how that um, back through the past, there's various things that all of it, they all connect. They've just all been coming together. One of the, some of these reasons is because we've had some good ideas, some good inspirational thoughts that have that have been more than just scripture, they they've actually been Rhema words. Sometimes sometimes it's a little hard to see them. And that may sound a little bit odd, but it's not, because if you remember Joe Ewing was here and he said one of the things that, that was always our problem was our own self. It's our own mind. It's our own thoughts. Those things tend to come up a lot of times and just crowd out the issues. They, we, we have a tendency to be lax in following through on things. Uh, we get a good idea. You know, sometimes the good idea is just for us, but, but sometimes these ideas are things that just require so much effort. And more than effort, they actually require the time in incubation. You know, uh, one time years ago, I was given a, a, a large incubator. It was, it was an industrial uh, thing. It stood probably about that high, and it had uh, probably seven or eight shelves in it or maybe more. I, I don't even remember now. But uh, to incubate the eggs uh, in that, or even in a small one, you know, you can buy those little small ones at the farm supplies and everything. It really takes a little bit of time, and it takes some uh, attention. You have to put attention to these things and, and follow through with them to see the good end result. Now, I'm not telling you anything that probably you don't know, and maybe even maybe some of you have done these things, uh, maybe way more than I did, you know. But um, there's a lot of thoughts that have been given to us in prophetic words, uh, even some rhema words, perhaps even back in your day, Maybe way before Franklin Covenant, God gave you a rhema word. And somehow, over the years, things have cluttered it. 
it's become a little dull. You, you, you don't see it as bright as you once did. You know, that is natural. That's not something for us to condemn ourselves over. It's not something to get in the, the ditch about or to drag our chin about. But it is something to take before God and just talk to Him about it and seek His face on it. There were a lot of words that were given in the Old Testament Scriptures that didn't happen until Jesus came. Many, many years. There's a lot of Old Testament Scriptures that haven't happened yet. They're still to take place. Who are the people that's going to remind the world of those words? Are we going to lay that off for someone else? Are we going to say that our education or where we came from is something that's going to keep us? Maybe the things that have gone on in our life, we look at and we say, Oh my, how could God use a man from Cartier J? Oh my, how can God use a man... Or a woman that talks like I talk. But the thing of it is, is God has put us all together and he has called us to do these things. To be faithful in these areas. He has called us and he has put his finger on us to to give us a platform and to give us a place. If it's no more than to make sure our children and our grandchildren hear it regularly. That's a big thing. Do you know that we're losing a lot of our youth today? I don't have any fear that Bob or James or any of the rest of you men seated here are going to go off and deny God or women. I don't, I don't have any fear of that, really, that you're going to go off and deny God. But our, our educational system throughout the land is working tirelessly and with every effort they can To deny the Christian influence that should be going on in our country. They're working hard to keep that from happening. uh, To cause that to happen. There's a lot of other issues. There's there's bills in in our governmental system that are trying to be passed right now that is totally against the Christian lifestyle. And yet, God in His wonderful goodness has loved us. We all know that. He's poured Himself out upon us in ways that are so, so exciting, so good. How do we get that out? How do we get that out? How do we talk about that to those around us? We don't talk about it. We don't, we don't get it out to those around us by just 
wildly shooting out into the to the wild blue yonder. I one of the things that I'm kind of famous for by some of you, as you know, is telling stories of when I was growing up. But I remember my granddad telling me one time about shooting quail. And he said, son, you don't shoot into the covey hoping to get some. Because most of the time, if you hit something, and that's a pretty big word, if, you'll just cripple something and it'll get away. You do it by picking out something and staying on it, and then you will get that one and maybe some more. The last time he went hunting, the last time, he was on a road that I was on just this past weekend. Took my grandson up there, my my son and, and quite a few of my grandkids, I was, I'm 67, and one of the kids is seven. I had a shotgun that was 67. It's as good as any new one that you got today, and it's had more boxes of shells gone through that thing, than, and probably it just laid out there in the air. And that might not be uh, uh, good for the environment, but <laughs> didn't... There's a lot, of, a lot of misses, let's put it that way. A lot of noise and a lot of misses, but a lot of fun time. And we sat out there on a little old log and took a picture of all that. But my granddad was out there and the dog went up above the road and sat and a grouse got up and he shot it down. The dog went up and got the grouse and brought it back and turned right around and went right back into the woods. Came back down with another grouse. My granddad didn't even know it got up. He shot once and killed two. The last time he ever went hunting. That was granddad. He was good. I say this to say that it's important that we focus on some things. Focus is is good. It's I have learned some bad habits over the years, not not pastoring and speaking regularly, I've developed some bad habits. And those bad habits a lot of times is just a lack of proper notes and keeping everything in line. I am so thankful to be a part of a group of guys that are good at that. Phil is is wonderful. I I appreciate that his personality and his and the spirit of God that's in him. I appreciate the fact that he wants to worship the Lord. He and Gail are just wonderful worshipers. They like to worship God. One of the best things that we can focus on is worship. It's to lift our voice and praise the name of Jesus. I love Wednesday morning coming here because I know that Tommy has spent time in the Word. I know that he has, he has looked into 
good, beautiful nuggets that are just gems. They're just wonderful. Richard does the same. And to be a part of those groups and... and uh, uh, I apologize. <laughs> Sandy, I know that you are a student of the Word. And I know that that's your heart. You know, there are wonderful people all here that love Jesus. But we all get a little complacent sometimes, too. And we don't walk exactly, you know, in those areas that we know we love to walk in. We love them. When we walk there, we love it. It's awesome to feel the presence of God. Well, this morning, I'm not doing much more than just talking to you. To talk to you, to encourage you. To try to build your heart and your, your, uh, there's an expectation that needs to be in your eye. There, I want to, I want to rekindle a, a gleam in your eye. A gleam, a sparkle that says, Jesus is all in all. He is my love. He is my joy. We need His manifest presence in our midst. Not just here on Sunday morning, but everywhere we go. Every job that we have, every place that we put our hand, the people ought to be able to look at us and they ought to be able to see there's somebody that has been with Jesus. Or there's somebody that's got something I just don't see all the time. I want that. That's, that's our ability, prerogative. God's left that up to us. He, he's not going to cause that necessarily to happen all the time in us. He's given us that place. He has ordained The place. He has ordained the position. It carries all the anointing, all the blessing, but it's our choice. We can walk there or we can walk somewhere else. So, his sovereignty is awesome. He has set up a way. That's beyond compare. There's a passage of Scripture that has always caught my eye. I love it. And I began to study on it kind of late in the week again. Because I had all these other thoughts in my mind. The other thoughts were those thoughts of the prophetic word. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine the things that are of the Lord the, the the things that are secret are of the Lord and the, those things He has revealed He's given to us and to our children. All these things have been coming together. The 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 ideas of uh, reading the book, loving the book, loving it so much that you would eat it, 
You know, have you ever picked up a book like that? That you just you just can't lay it down. You just got to read every little thing of it, and you go back and you start opening it up and really looking at all the thoughts and the meanings in there. Eating that book, just getting it inside, and and the and God told every person that he that he gave us as an example. There's been many more, but he gave these certain people as examples to us. He said. Eat it up and then go tell my people. Go tell my people. In other words, it's not something that you can hold inside. You can't keep it there. You just cannot keep it there. It has to come out. Well, this verse that we're going to is tells you a little bit about why it has to come out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I had a lot of other verses. I'm just going to stick with this one. We'll just go right here. Verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I don't know any other place that is more peaceful, that is more relaxing, that is more fulfilling, that is, that is more encouraging, that can impact our lives any more than the position of looking into the face of Jesus Christ. In the midst of our difficulty, in the midst of our woes, in the midst of the time when we feel like we've been left alone, in the midst of the time when we feel like we are just out there in the ocean all by ourselves, getting tossed about by every wind and by every trial. When we look into the face of Jesus Christ, the seas can calm. The winds can settle down. We can see with eyes that were dimmed or clouded by the rains and by the storms, and yet now we can see because He gives us sight. We can hear with ears that have been dulled because of all the rhetoric that's going on in our our, uh, country, in our communities, and sometimes in our families. Very difficult circumstances. Very difficult things. Sometimes it's in the very closest relationships that we possess at the time. Our our eyes and our ears are so clogged up that we don't hardly we're not hardly able to see the person of God. But when we look steadfastly into his face, though we might be sinking, he reaches. Have you felt Him reach for you? Have you felt Him pull you out of the the mire? Those are times and places that is so significant, it's so good to rejoice in. Yet, I want to say this to you. 
the, the cross was a wonderful place. I hope you heard each one of those words. I don't mind. I, I don't mind carrying a cross. That is wonderful. Without the cross, I wouldn't have the position that I have now. Without the cross, I would be lost. But the cross is a thing of the past now. It is a, it is a part of our history. And we hold it dear. And it means so much to us. It is so good. But the Scripture says, as He is, so are we in this world. Which means, what is, how is He? How is Jesus? Right now, He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's not hanging on a cross. He is the risen Lord, not the dead one. He is alive, and as He is, so are we, so are we. As He is, so are we in this world. So how are we? You know, the Scripture also indicates to us that it's our responsibility that we check ourselves. That we look into our own life. And see how we are. How are you? How are you? Does every little problem destroy our emotion and our attitude and our ideas? Does every little difficulty cause us to trip and stumble and fall? Does every little word that somebody says that's not exactly like we think cause us to believe that we can't walk with them? That we can't be with them? I want to ask you something right now. How many of you are married? Okay. Enough said. God has put us into a place. He has given us the ability. He's endowed us with the power to walk together. He's, he's you, you know, so many times we've heard the word, oh, I just couldn't help myself. Oh, yes, you could. Oh, yes, you could. Because God has given us the ability. Isn't that wonderful? God has given us the ability. We don't have to go... You know, I really think that it's important that when we have sinned... You know, if I sin against my wife, if I get mad at her or I do something that's not right, the best, the best time is when I go to her and I say, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I did this to you. I'm sorry I acted that way. That's, that's one of the best times of our relationship. Not that we're going to go to the bedroom right after that. No. It, you know, I, I, I love the... I love the camaraderie 
I, I love the peace that you have sitting close to each other. The, your arm around each other. It's just like it's the very same as when we look into the face of Jesus. When we look into his face, there's a peace and a joy that is just beyond compare. It causes things to be good. Okay. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Here is God. I don't think many people know God anymore. God is the creator of heaven and earth. There's not enough time to talk about who God is, what he does. But we ought to be thinking about that all the time. There should be some time that we give to that. Just just the peace of that. Just the, the knowledge of that. Just... Get in the scriptures and just, wow, David said this so way long ago. Job said this, supposed to be the oldest book in the Bible. Wow, what, what they say about God. How good it is. How good it is. I don't know anything that can cause the oil of joy to flow down from the top of our head to the hem of our garment any better than just getting in the face of Jesus and examining Him. Jesus said, if I've been so long with you and you don't know the Father, I'm in Him and He's in me. How good and how pleasant. How sweet of an aroma. What peace there is there. But this God who created heaven and earth, by the word of his mouth and by the breath that comes from, from his mouth as he just inhales and exhales and as he just speaks and the, and the movement of all that created all of the universe. All the universe. Wow. And do you know what? He lives. In me. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit. The communion with God the Father. This is God. He lives in us. Where? Where are any problems? Where's the problem? When light comes in, darkness has to flee. When the joy of the Lord comes in, sadness and sorrow has to go. Because God is present. God is in the house. God is here. His glory fills the temple. 
fills the temple. You're the temple. Now, this is a wonderful place, and I'd be glad to just see the glory of God just passing out of every window and door and, and just flowing out of here. Why? Because who is here? We are, and the word we means him and us. We are here. So God is here. This God said he commanded the light to shine. In Genesis 1-3, he commanded the light to shine. Out of darkness, he commanded it to shine. Now, I want to just read you a few things about the word shine. Oh, we all know what that means, you say. Well, let's, let's look at it here a minute. To emit rays of light. Be bright or beautiful. Now, I'm going to jump ahead just a second here. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He commanded, this God who commanded light to shine out of darkness says this about shine. To be bright. To be beautiful. To emit light. Be distinguished. Celebrated. Noted. To separate from others by some work of honor or preference. Designate by special characteristics. Are you hearing anything? Are you hearing anything? God said, light shine out of darkness. But he says, has shined in our hearts. He has shined in our hearts. Who have you believed you are? Where did you stop believing in who you are? What circumstance held you back from believing who you are? What what situation, what scenario took place in your life or in lives around you that stopped you from believing who you are. This God who commanded light to shine, it's not a, it's not a, a, a stretch and it's, it's real important to see that this is the same God who has shined in our hearts. He has shown in your heart. He has given a ray unto you. He has spoke to you. He has, he has delivered a word to you. He speaks to you every day. This God who breathed and the heavens were created is speaking to you every day. This is the God that has ordained a path for you to walk in. It's a path that is anointed. It's blessed. It's full of joy. It's full of peace in the middle of difficulties. 
right in the middle of problems. Right in the middle of problems. One of the prophetic words that's being given today is a word that I've heard before, but it talks about the good in the worst times. The, the best of times and the worst of times. We get focused on the worst of times. I mean, it's like a badge. We want to wear it around like a badge. We want to wear it around like, guess what I went through? Oh, I went through this over here. Well, it ain't near as bad as what I went through over here. You know, but, well, I, I did this, you know, and, and so and so. I, Boy, you should have seen what I saw. Oh, it was, it was tough. We wire those things around. Now, you know what, folks? It's history. It happened. Maybe it was embellished a little bit, but it, it happened. A lot of difficulties. It seems to be a natural tendency to kind of go that way. But... You know, God has redeemed us. He, he's not still in the grave, and we're not still at the foot of the cross. He's risen. He's risen. He's risen. He is risen. He's alive. And we're not walking in the old. We're walking in the new. We're walking in the risen Christ. To make a distinction. Eminent. High in office, rank, or reputation. Exalted, glorious. Conspicuous. When he said shine, he didn't mean you can let the shade up a little. When he said shine, he meant throw it open. Why? The brilliance of it. Clear, manifest. Clear and manifest. There's some guys that can make it a lot clearer than I can, and I love to hear them. It's wonderful. I love to hear a good, clear message. That is so good. It speaks to your heart. You're so excited and you're ready to get out there and do it. You know, because, because God has put something in their life. And we need those messages every once in a while. Salient. Ever heard that word? Salient. I'd never heard that word before. Salient. Noticeable, that's what this means. The, the, the light was to shine. It was to be salient, noticeable, striking, obvious, prominent, visible, not hidden, not obscure, not neutral. This is what he said when he said, and he has shown in our hearts. And yet, some of us want to go hide. 
we want to go high. The Scripture says about somebody that wants to go be by themselves that they're just looking for their own good. That's what it says in Proverbs. Just looking for their own good. And I found that I have done that a lot. I've done that a lot. I'm thankful that my God, who loves me so much, reached into whatever scenario I put myself in, and He loved me. He loved me. And He pulled me out of those areas, and He's still pulling me out of those areas. He's still causing me to walk upward and onward. He's still doing that. And that's, that's just, what a relationship. You know, this past Thursday we were over at the, over at the uh, Master Builders meeting, John and I was. And we, they, Tim started asking questions. I said, Tim, these are exactly questions that I've been thinking about all week long. You know, just, it's just, it was unbelievable. And, and I was just so thrilled that we went over there and, and sat and listened to all the guys as they started answering some of these things. One of the questions, I, I can't give the whole thing to you, but it was like, what, what would you like to see in your ministry or where you are in your life? Or it's kind of like, uh, what uh, is more like, what would... What would you like to work on? What, what do you see the need of? And I said, you know, in, for me, I, I just want friends. I just want friends. The Scripture says that we have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And that is so awesome. There's sometimes, you know, we don't need for anything to come in and take the place of him because he has a spot that is so important. But, you know, I, I just like to lock elbows with somebody once in a while. It, it, it might be on the creek bank or it could be just over a meal or something. You know, I just like to be around somebody once in a while that, you know, it's just kind of nice to hear, hear somebody that loves Jesus and you just want to talk with them. That's just good. That's good. Husband and wives, you, you should be so nurturing that in God so much. But you need other friends too. You need some that you can say with. So anyway, that was one of my things. Salient also means leaping. Leaping? I thought, leaping? Yeah, leaping. Have you ever watched the sun just come up? Wow. And it's brilliance. It just seems like it just, it just leaps out. Just, wow. 
leaping. Blazon. You know what that is? That might not have been said exactly right. That's Kartik J. Verbiage. Blazon. Oh, leaping. We're also projecting. Leaping. Projecting. Okay. But blazon. Embellished display of coat of arms. Have you ever watched one of those old movies where the military's got out there, you know, and most of the time I think of the British, you know, and how that they how they just they got out and they just boy, as you say, gosh, you couldn't miss that from ten miles away, you know, if you had an old squirrel rifle like they did back in the revolutionary days and you'd say, How could you miss one of those red coats? You know, and 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 anyway, just just but their their display and if you ever watch any military parade and in their their regiment, their Boy, they're just uh, sparkling and the shining and 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 it says embellished, embellished, an embellished display. Wow, he's shown in our hearts an embellished display. Wow. When I accepted Christ as my Savior, I knew something had changed. I knew that it was different. It was no longer dull. It was no longer dark. It was bright. It was no longer dead. It was alive. He brought to me a change in my life. How many times have I gone to him heavy-hearted and came away with an embellished display of his presence? This is God who we serve. This is mighty. There's none like him. There's none like him. It is so good. But there's also... Another meaning. It carries with it the meaning of determining a pedigree. My pedigree has been established on this earth. I was born a Crawford. But when Jesus came into my life, I was born a son of God. A son of the living God. I was put into a family that whose blood is royal. Whose shine is wonderful. Whose radiance is beyond compare. Whose word goes further than I can imagine or think, and it accomplishes way more than I can imagine or think. God has established my pedigree. He's established your pedigree. He has set you from, from walking around on the mar and in the, in the mire of, of, of all the things of this world 
this world to one day we will walk on streets of gold, whether you think much about that gold or not. But right now, He has shown in our hearts, and as He is, so are we right now. His kingdom is among us. It is with us. It is in us. And we are the ones to share that kingdom with this world. He has given you the Word. He has given you the Word. If you are here today without that word, if you don't know that kind of peace, if you don't know the one who gives that kind of peace, I invite you today to come to know Christ. Come to know Him. One of the most wonderful times I've ever known in my life was that very moment. For I knew as a As a young person, I didn't hear hardly any of the sermon, and maybe you haven't heard any of this one. Maybe this is the only part you're hearing right now, and that's the invitation to come to know Christ. But I didn't hear any of that sermon before. Oh, yeah, I didn't listen. I'll put it that way. I heard it, didn't listen. But there came a moment when the Spirit of God reached out there and touched the heart of Bobby Crawford. And I heard it. I heard it. And God is reaching out and He's touching your heart. He's given you a word. He's given you encouragement. He's given you something to put hope in. He's given you a place to set your feet. He's he's given you this. Now, don't be your worst enemy. Turn to Him. Call Him into your life. Say yes to Him. Whatever Whatever the need, turn to Him and say that to Him. And then just be ready. Because the world is full of opportunities. Every day we have opportunities. This might be your opportunity today to come to know Christ as your Savior. I want to ask everyone to pray. Father, we don't know every heart here. We don't know every circumstance. We're not pretending to. You know it. You know those that have needs. We're praying right now that you meet every, every, every need. Every need right now. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You are good.
You are good. We worship you, Lord. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Oh, God, we praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Wonderful you are, O oh God. We bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, you know what you've done. You know what has happened here. And we're thankful that your Spirit is carrying out your work in all of our lives. Changing us from glory to glory. And so we give you praise for that. And we look forward to the great results that are going to be taking place in our lives. And, and, and we just praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Now, don't be surprised as you go out into your week if you're not tested or there's some trial comes your way. Don't drag your chin in the ditch. God is not dead. He is alive. He is alive. And, and there's victory to be had in every trial. There's victory to be had. So, so just, just give your brothers and sisters and any neighbor or friend that you might have a little bit of patience and a little bit of room. And let the power of God work mightily. Let Him work mightily. We're, we're expecting to see some, some victory and some uh, miracles, some, some things done. I, I'm, you know, we can see the average old thing happen every day. Who wants that? Who wants that? Let's see the power of God move. Let's see people's lives changed. It's good. Amen. It's good. And uh, don't forget. To love one another. Amen. God bless.